Join the Temple Emmanuel clergy every week for Talmud class, where Wes, Michelle, Elias, Eliza, and Dan discuss and debate a variety of Jewish issues and make connections between our sacred texts and the realities of our lives. Watch our live stream at 8.30 on Saturday mornings or listen to the podcast at your convenience, all at templeemmanuel.com. This week, every other time I picked up the phone, it was about someone newly diagnosed with COVID. There are a lot of Misha Beirachs on our list this week. You know how we say that our Parsha always speaks to our moment? Well, right around midweek, I was putting an exclamation point on that. After all, our Parsha this week begins with anxiety and ends with plagues, which, which felt especially fitting particularly when I got the painful news that the tour company that we've worked with as long as I have been at Temple Emmanuel, the tour company that opened Israel for countless Temple Emmanuel families with extraordinary guides who weaved powerful stories that connected us so deeply to the land and to each other had somber news. Company owner Yaakov Fried wrote in an email, it's difficult to comprehend and fathom the economic and emotional havoc that the corona crisis has wreaked on our world of tourism, our company included. The cessation of tourism, traffic, and ongoing uncertainty have led to layoffs, to reduction in manpower, a decrease in employees' motivation, and in particular, a lack of confidence regarding the expected future of tourism. He continued, the ongoing crisis has forced some of our tour educators and talented staff to choose other occupations, while some are still sadly unemployed. In Israel today, there is no vacation tourism. In Israel today, all of those trips by pilgrims coming into the land to celebrate Christmas are not happening. In Israel today, Yaakov Fried said, as he sent us this poignant email, wars, acts of terror, and other international crises have never prevented me or my amazing team from advancing and achieving Da'at's goals. But at this point, out of economic responsibility and necessity, I have made the decision to stop the company's operations. What do we do with that? What do we do with the heartbreak that we all carry around every day of illness and uncertainty, of economic upheaval, of loss of our pre-COVID experiences and institutions that had been so very good, so very important with all those things that we used to do that we no longer do. There's a couple of moves. There's the morning move, 
walking through our days with a broken heart. There's the avoidance move, getting lost in social media, drinking too much, binging on Netflix or all three at once. There's the sky is falling move of bad news all the time. There's the ganze avor move. This too shall pass. That move of fast-forwarding our minds to that time when all of this will be over just to find a little bit of hope. And each move can be tempting. Each move has something to recommend it. But not surprisingly, our Parsha offers us a different move with what to do with tumultuous times. And it's found in something that we're used to seeing as a symbol all around. It's found in the burning bush. What is the burning bush about? What makes it so iconic that it is the symbol of the conservative movement and the image so core that we encounter it daily emblazoned on our Gan Chapel Ark. It's a symbol that what we have every reason to believe will destroy, will burn up, can also charge us with a new call. The Midrash picks up on one small detail, focuses on Moses and what Moses says when he sees that bush burning in the wilderness. Moses says, let me turn now and see why this bush is burning but does not burn up. So the Midrash says, well, that's a strange thing to say. I mean, here he is in the wilderness and there's a burning bush. I mean, the appropriate response is, let's go get a bucket and put this thing out. But that's not what he does. And perhaps others, the Midrash imagines, had passed by this bush burning, but noticing that it was far away from other things and didn't pose a damage, just went on back to their life, ignoring that bush. But Moses does something different. Moses finds the remarkable in that bush burning in the desert. And to find the remarkable took time, took attention, took patience. Moses had to turn, had to stop, had to look closely, had to stay with his discomfort and with his anxiety of what might happen here until he saw the possibility within. In that possibility, he meets God. We imagine that bush to have been harmless and tame. But is it? Fire burns. Fire that cannot be put out, that continues to burn, is not only awe-inspiring, it's terrifying. And Moses was able to sit with that terror, to hold it. And it's where Moses, therefore, finds a new move. It's the place where God says, yes, you had a life that you loved, 
in Egypt until it was disrupted. And you adapted, and you finally made your peace with shepherding in Midian. It wasn't quite the same pace, it wasn't quite the same glory, but you had your family, your quiet life in the storm of the world. But guess what, Moses? We do not get yesterday's comforts. Today, a new disruption. Today, a new call. Today, rise. Which brings me back to Yaakov Fried, faced with the devastation of his life work, sharing his passion for Israel with travelers, opening up their eyes and their hearts to deep connection there. At first, he fought. For months, Wayne and I spoke with him about a potential future trip. We kept trying to see how we could do it, where we could do it, when. And he kept trying to say yes. But then he went quiet. And he says of that moment that he went quiet that he raged inside. This is what he had devoted his life to. This was his call. How could it come to such an end? But then he sat. And when it became clear to him that carrying forward was not to be, he wrote, my growing frustration at the cessation of travel over the last two years spurned me to channel those feelings in a positive direction. I successfully collaborated with a group of amazing educators who partnered with me in writing and publishing two books. Both books, he writes, offer a unique methodology of experiencing Israel and the Jewish world without having to leave one's home. We are opening a door, he concludes, to delve deeper, not only into the destinations, but into one's self. Open the pages of Yaakov's book, and Israel comes to you. And you know what he called those two books? The first one he titled Heartbeats, the, Is the Insider's Guide to Israel, an analogy anthology by tour educators, Heartbeats. And the second one he called The Beating Heart, Exploration of Jewish Communities Worldwide. What do you notice there? in those two books. Two books centered in heart. You know, Yaakov's heart was broken. His heart beats for Israel. He used to take tour group after tour group to walk that land together, and today, at least for now, that cannot be. Today, the world is not coming to Israel. His life's work indelibly and impossibly disrupted. No one could have chosen this, but he found a way to open his heart. When we could not come there, he picked up a pen and threw his heart into bringing Israel where we are. As Viktor Frankl once said, when we 
are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Vehine hasne boer beesh, vehasne eneno ukal. And behold, the bush burned, and it was not consumed. A new heart, a new move. So I want to ask you today, what is your new move? What is your burning bush, the fire within you that can never go out? And what will you do to tap into it today? Shabbat Shalom. <laughs>